Glass on your minute. I'm your host for today, Allison Seigen. My uh, guest today is Curtis Blaze. This is minute number 42, which is going to be zero hours, 41 minutes, and uh, zero seconds to zero hours, 41 uh, minutes, 59 seconds. Uh, and where you're just kind of jumping back in to this dinner party, and um, people have started to get their drinks, and uh, Benoit Blanc is is still struggling on that hot sauce. Um, Take a few bottles. Oh. <coughs> Thank you. So, yeah, this is uh, another, I think, good minute. I, I don't know if I'll have as quite as much to say as, as last yesterday. It was a very long episode. Uh, but uh, continues on with some of the... Uh, the chit chat, were uh, some good character moments, and more e- even maybe even the most audacious Miles Braun is an idiot kind of moments um, in this this minute. I apologize, I don't know your drink, but you know, pick your poison. In, in a movie that's chock full of them. Did you yeah. know? Oh. Did you the first time you watched it, the second time you watched it, the third time you watched it? Did you realize how jam packed? Full of miles is an idiot moments there were in this movie. Every time I watch, I see, I find five more. I, I mean, I feel like every time I watch, I, I also find five more. It's, it's really, it's really kind of impressive <laughs> because I mean, the first watch you, you, you get like all the surface level. Oh, you know, miles is an idiot. And then you watch again and you're like, Oh, here's more. And then you keep getting it. And it's just so like, delicately layered of um, various like levels to his idiocy throughout this entire movie. It's, it's kind of amazing. I don't know if you're listening to the show as we go, you know, as they release each day, I am because I love the knives out minute. I love Darren's work. Yada, yada. Um, There was an earlier podcast team around minutes 15 or so that started Mm -hmm. a miles is dumb counter <laughs> and, and they were just doing when he mispronounces words and i was like oh, oh you know this good. is like trying to count explosions in a, in a michael bay movie <laughs> man if every time he i feel like you could seriously you could kill a person by suggesting like a drinking game anytime <laughs> miles says something stupid <laughs> wow. oh yeah yeah for like sure. That's that's not going to end well. Um, so it's yeah. It, this is um, continuing that uh, start of the minute. You see uh, Janelle Monae uh, come in and is given a whiskey soda. Um, hey, Andy. I'm hoping it's still whiskey soda. And uh, has like just very pensive look on her face. I, I just the only reason I mentioned that, I don't have I don't know if I have much to say about the whiskey soda choice, but uh just that Janelle Monet is killing it. Um I was wondering, and I know Darren's gonna bleep me out if I say any spoilers, so I'm gonna try right. to ask this in a way that isn't spoily. The third time you watch this the second time you watch this movie, 
did that look on her face suggest to you that maybe there was a clue to what we're going to learn later? Like Possibly. Miles, I... Miles knew that this is not really her drink and he was testing her. I, I could, you know, it's hard to say. I, I, it, it, because it's, it's hard to tell how much of this is, um, you know, Miles clearly being uneasy with her being there, potentially testing the her, or potentially just there is like a million, there's so much tension because so much has gone bad with these two. And it's hard right. to tell um, how much of it, but uh, just uh, Janelle Monet's look on her face is just like yeah, flawless, like just, just chef both, kiss. Both of them are just having a moment. Oh, absolutely. You, Where it's he, like he is so nervous, and she has such disgust for him. Yes, and it's obvious. They don't need to say say a thing, but you you understand this dynamic between them so perfectly. Where he is just nervous, but he's also just like like there. But there's also just this tension that you cut, can cut with a knife between them. It is so good. Um, well, like, that's, that's kind of one of the things you get with Ryan Johnson, though. He's not he's not making friends uh, in Hollywood based on who's cool. He is an actor guy, right? And he's hiring I people he, that can do that can do the work, really do it, right? And like I I feel like every time I see a cast list for for one of these movies it's just like i'm just so always so excited because it's like <laughs> yeah. oh it's like all it's like it's like christmas as like a movie nerd where i'm like oh my god it's going to be jamie lee curtis and michael shannon and yeah T- tony collette and you're like oh, it's amazing and like here it's like oh he, like even like hiring people that aren't necessarily as proven um like like, like, Dave Bautista is doing um, really great work in this movie, and I think that he is certainly, you know, making a good name for himself as an actor, but he's not, like, necessarily at that, like, point. But I think that he, that Ryan Johnson knows that he can be at that point, like, if, if that makes sense. Like, like he's, like, a, he that he has the caliber so it's not necessarily about like necessarily who might is going to be like the coolest name, but it's like he's hiring purely like the coolest actors to be in the, these movies. Right. The uh, you know for Knives Out it was Jamie Lee Curtis. It was like Jamie Lee Curtis all my life. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my god. Totally. Oh my god. <laughs> totally under- for this movie, it was Edward Norton and and Catherine. Hunt. Oh. Oh my gosh, I, I I was I was extremely excited about Catherine. <laughs> um, I I love her, and uh, but like I, again, it's like people who are like from wildly different, um, you know, cinematic backgrounds. Like like I I feel like this is like it it feels like kind of like a an almost kind of motley ensemble because you have um, like Leslie Odom Jr. who's coming. Like, he's, he's done a lot of work in the last few years, like, a lot of really good work, but, like, you know, a lot of people know him as as, as the Hamilton guy, which is understandable. Um, excellent in One Night in Miami. Everybody should watch that movie. But sure. um, 
But then you also have, like, Katherine Hahn, who's known for a lot of, like, comedies. Um, and then you have Dave Batista, who was a wrestler, but then has done, like, a lot of Marvel stuff. And, you know, it's just like, it's, it feels like well, it's like yeah, a wide variety. That's, that's the guy you hire when you want Arnold Schwarzenegger, but smart. <laughs> but it's, but he's, but, but, but also he's, like, from, from what I've read, he's, like, in, like, he's incredibly serious about yeah. becoming, like, a really good actor. And, yeah. like, not necessarily, like, becoming, like, a rock-level movie star, but, like, he cares right. about he, the craft of takes, acting. He takes roles that, you know, don't cast him as the as the superhero. Right, and he and he is is cool, like, with, like, a wide variety. So it's, I think it's just, like, kind of, you like, could totally like, all make, of these... You could totally make a rom-com with Dave Bautista and it would work. He would pull it off. I I would be there day one. <laughs> and the next movie oh. could be him playing a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or but like but it's like you have like a lot of people who are from these different environments and different kind of genres of movie, but he's able to pull this cast together so that it like all makes sense as this ensemble. And it's it's kind of remarkable. And um I, I hate. I I feel like I'm a poser saying this because I I haven't listened to her new album, but I love Janelle Monae, and again, like she she's done a lot of good work in in film lately, but also like comes from music and it's like, oh, people that's... from all these different I, various. I, I guess I guess I'm a terrible person. I didn't even know she was a singer. <laughs> I thought oh she was just God. a cool she... actress. <laughs> she, no, my gosh, no, she she oh, she has some really good albums. Like she 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 started out in music. Um, oh, I'll check them uh, out for sure. I'm always looking for yeah, new new stuff. Yeah, um, her oh, man, all of her like I have, again I haven't listened to her new album, so I can't. I and I've heard mixed things about it, so I feel bad. But um, her album, the Archandroid, is really good. She she does like like a lot of her earlier stuff was very kind of concept about with kind of classic science fiction as the backbone oh, of it. interesting um it's it's really cool like um where she where she has like a lot of different like varied um uh a lot of varied music influences um i can but see while her also... doing like a david bowie-ish uh android she... uh yes yeah you got it <laughs> Yeah, I can this, see this, that. I can totally see that. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, I I love like her her like some of her recent stuff, but man, I, I kind of missed like when it was a little bit more conceptual and more like here's the weird kind of science fiction stuff. But it's still she. But yeah, it's I think that it's just like I think the. The, the only kind of thing that ties this this cast together is just like these are some talented folks and uh, are are very good actors. I so wonder I'm... if there was anybody. I wonder if there's anybody who was looking at the cast list when it was announced and going, "Wait a minute, Serena Williams is in this. Stephen <laughs> Sondheim is in this. Oh my god, Hugh, Hugh Grant. I, Wait well... a minute." Natasha Leone's in this? Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing! I'm a little bit <laughs> sad that I didn't get the um, 
the minute of Jabbar. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a little bit sad I didn't get the minute of of uh, Blanc in in the bath and uh, having like playing uh, Among Us with Stephen Sondheim and Angela Lansbury, <laughs> Natasha right. Leone, Karim Jabbar. Though I did get the minute with that had the like inexplicable Yo Yo Ma cameo, and you're just like. They got Yo-Yo Ma in this movie? What? Well, he was just it's hanging a... out and he was just hanging out in Missouri in that whatever that town's called at his just little decided... theater. And they're like, hey, hey wanna let's... be in a movie? Wanna be wanna in this movie? Of, it's like part of Birdie's entourage. I <laughs> which is a very funny for, thing for him to be a cameo because like Ooh, you're you're like at this like it, weird party in the middle of covid like okay but i guess she hangs out with like a musical genius i don't know um but she's birdie j you don't have to she's birdie j to be fair if if birdie j was like hey want to hang out i'd be i'd probably be like yeah all right (laughs) i i i i can't pretend to be um immune to Birdie J's charisma. Oh, oh right. and, and, again, in my mind, Birdie J in this world was in ten things or ten ways to lose a guy or whatever that's called. Yeah, but uh, but again, also like Kate Hudson, like like I feel like I, this movie. I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot of her recent movies, but I feel like this is a kind of like Kate Hudson comeback almost uh, in terms of like showing just how good of an actress she is. Um, you know, maybe that's not like maybe she's she's but i feel like for a lot of um like the 2000s she was doing like the romantic comedy thing which you know there's there's nothing wrong with that and i i think that a lot of those movies are necessarily are maybe unnecessarily kind of panned because of that but i i feel like it really i don't know brought her back to like showing like oh she is extremely good at acting which which we saw in like almost famous. Um, uh, yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, what a what a debut. It's it's uh, that that is like an absurd performance in that movie <laughs> uh, from Kate Hudson. But it's like, but Although, you see, you know, but I, I, she was in Two Hundred Cigarettes, and I love that movie, and I loved her in it, but I didn't know she was Kate Hudson then. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I get that, and and um, again, maybe I'm just like there's a number of movies that I that I haven't seen, but it's like. Again, it's just like he—he's pulling these really great actors together and deciding, like, let's let's pull amazing performances from all of them, and it's—I think it's great. So, well, he's—he's he's kind of doing the the uh, oh, what's that guy's name that made? He's kind of doing the Quentin Tarantino thing. Mm-hmm. He's taking—he's taking character actors that he knows are good and can turn into performance. And putting them in front, right? Oh yeah, and put and and giving them the material and giving them the shot to be able to give this you know, great performance, um, because like because Kate Hudson, like, as much as I as much as I do love her and her mom, really isn't in movies that I like to watch. Right. Not really. You know. Yeah. I like rom coms and, and her kind of stint there where she was doing you know uh, uh how to lose a guy in 10 days and alex and emma and stuff i kind of like that stuff but then there's just lots of like playing the mom or playing like background people 
that kind of goes on for a while in her career for about 10 years. And yeah, yeah. I think, I think maybe this is a comeback for her. Maybe people are watching this going, Oh, Kate Hudson. Yes. And, and like, I mean, Hollywood's hard for, for women a lot of the time. So I feel like that you do see that where, where women, they're probably just offered at a certain point, like you can be the mom, uh, and you can be the mom. You can be the mom, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, where you're just like, oh, it's you get where you start seeing the point where people start being the mom, and you're like, ooh, uh, like uh, the recent movie announcement where uh, Emmy Rossum is going to be Tom Holland's mom, and you're just like, oh, I get that it's supposed to be like a like a teen mom thing, but still, you're just like, ooh, this hurts. Uh, this is this is weird. Uh, oh, she my is moment not... was uh, uh, what is her name in uh, Stranger Things? Uh, Why well, can neither of us think of that actress? Yeah, no. <laughs> when she when she was going to be the mom of that, it was just heartbreaking to me. When no one writer. Yeah, it's just like it's you like, get no, to that point where it's like writer. Winona writer is forever my twenty five year old. Uh, potential girlfriend that I just want to stay <laughs> that age for me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I mean, I feel like we, we like sometimes you've seen that also with uh, like Catherine Hahn's stuff is, is like, you know, like she's, she's done a lot of comedy, but I, I, I think for a lot of women who, when you get to be sadly, like when you get to be over like your early thirties, it's like, all right, what's the options you get? The mom or she's, but she's done a lot of like Catherine Hahn's done a lot of the um, character actor, like best friend type role. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's the best friend. So, yeah. So it's nice to be able to see her kind yeah, of. The bad witch. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Or like <laughs> explode out and do stuff like uh, glass onion and do, uh, WandaVision and now becoming like this Marvel star. I'm like, oh, it's great to see her kind of explode out and not well, necessarily it, have to be the the best friend. Um, you know, there's so there's it, a great big three hour conversation to be had about all that. But these yeah these Gen X actresses and these uh, older millennial actresses are really just taking control of. Of their scripts, they're not just being old ladies anymore. They're really right. They're really going for stuff and really breaking, you know, breaking ground. I think we see a yeah, lot. Of, th- we see a lot more fifty-year-old uh, and and up women cast as, you know, not just over the hill has been jokes. Uh, I don't know a good way to say this. Being cast as powerful people that are considered beautiful. Yada yada yada, and I, I don't know. It feels like it feels like it's changing for the better. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, and I, I think I, it makes me, and 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 I think there's also like a more, um, I don't know necessarily how much of it is just relegated to kind of film media nerd circles, but a lot of people supporting the uh, kind of character actor um, growth. Um, you know, all, all the all the campaigns for Judy Greer to get a single, like, decent role. Right, <laughs> right, right. Just, like, please, like, you see her in a movie and you're like, oh, she's the mom. 
Okay. Yeah. She she got there from being the best friend, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> but I don't know. Anyways, I I think we're secretly right now in a a golden era of film that no one wants to say because all the all the media right now are just trapped in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's a lot of great things coming out. I mean, it's like. I, I feel all, like there's a lot on the of streamers though. It's those it's those yeah. medium it's those medium not the big budget movies, it's those medium budget yeah. movies. Yeah, oh totally. Like those uh, are coming and, and, back and, and our great our great character actors are now having a chance to make these kind of movies. Yeah, and I, I feel like we're seeing that. I mean I, I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of movies that are able to get made, um for the streamers or for the online and are, are showcasing people like that. And uh, I, I personally love a lot of character actors. So I'm like, I'm, I'm living for this because uh, I, I think there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily like, uh, you know, big names or necessarily movie stars, but, you know, have the acting chops to be able to pull off something, some really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, fun to it's fun to see these people that aren't leading man and leading lady material uh getting big juicy roles and just really being able to yeah. act. Michael Shannon and Catherine Hahn being perfect examples of the I man and the wor- woman version of that. Yeah, oh totally. Uh they're both great and anytime I I, I get to see them and stuff, I'm just like I, I'm I'm jazzed. So um <laughs> so so we were talking about a movie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, ooh, we, we we went off the rails. And we were talking about making this a shorter one. And, and we promised it was only going to be 15 minutes long. Sorry, Darren. Whoops. Whoops. Anyways, um, so I think that um, the the big thing for this minute, um, which I think we've, we've gotten to after before t- talking about character actors, um, is... Uh, Claire, uh, Catherine Hahn is joking about the, the Mona Lisa. And no. Okay, Miles. I mean, I know you have a thing for it, but I mean, this, this place is the Tate Modern. Why, why would you hang a framed print of the Mona Lisa front and center? It's like having a Che poster in your dorm room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with the rest of the more, with the pieces, and why hanging a, hang a print front and center? And then they start to realize, oh, it is not a print. Um, or, come on. Wait. That's impossible, Miles. Mm-hmm. Forgive my incredulity, but surely, uh, no, the, the Mona Lisa, it's, that's property of the state. There's no way. Blame it on the Pando Blanc. Louvre's closed. France needed money, and so I bought myself a little short-term loan. You know, it turns out the transport and the security. Oh, but and again, is, and this is one of those another. This is one of those other subtle character, you know, uh, uh, layers of the onion that comes out. Because Catherine Hahn, not only is she assuming that's a print, that kind of means she thinks everything is a print. Yeah, or she's like, or I mean, she's not necessarily fooled by Miles's, um, you know, kind of persona where she still thinks, oh, he's the type of person who would put up 
like a, a a crummy print of the Mona Lisa in the middle of his his art gallery slash dining room. Like she's she's not necessarily like all of what he's doing is trying to impress all of these people or um you know show them look how cool I am and this is really uh showing uh that Claire's not buying it, which I think is is interesting. Hey, he, and it's like he was counting on her to acting like this too, because then he gets to do his dramatic reveal. Right. He she's like he oh, loves the drama. Print? And he's like, or <laughs> or yeah, he he loves that he is gi- he's given that moment to go turn that upside down. Um, and oh, and I the, mean, the I, eye waggles he does in this in this second. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, good eye acting there. Uh, Edward Norton again, like, not to go off on another actor tangent, but, like, he 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 gives his all to this role, and I love it. Um, but, it, it, again, it, sh- I think, shows just how um, both kind of stupid, how much, like, stupid money that Miles has that he's able to kind of rent out the most famous painting in the world, um, but also kind of showing a larger commentary on wealth that that's even, like, possible for any person to be able to, you know, when the Louvre is shut down, that, that a rich person is able to just, like, put it as their own home piece for an obscene amount of money to go to France. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So it's, it, I think it's both like showing off Miles's personal stupidity because not to get, get in on my anxiety again, but I don't know if I could like enjoy myself knowing that I was responsible for that piece, but also um, it, it, it just shows kind of like a larger commentary on wealth um, specifically what's possible and available for these people that isn't necessarily possible for like not even just 99% but like 99.999 etc percent it's like it's possible for like six people in the world exactly it's it's possible if you're there's probably, a billionaire there's probably three and, people in the middle east we we don't know the names of that could do this right yeah, and then the other people that we know the names of um, <laughs> know very well. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's it's just you know. It, but but Catherine Hahn is also right. He has this totally modern aesthetic throughout the um, throughout the rest of his house. He has these very severe pieces. He has all this glass sculpture. He has all this stuff. And then he has the Mona Lisa. Right. Like, it doesn't match. It doesn't flow with the rest of the room, even. He has no, he has no taste. It's yeah. just the ultimate, it's the ultimate sign of him not having any taste. Because right. we're, we're, if you want the Mona Lisa, I, I keep talking over you. I'm so sorry. Oh, go for it. No, sorry. No, if you want to have the Mona Lisa, uh, to be part of the centerpiece of your room, you theme your room to the Mona Lisa. Right, exactly. Like you know, oh my God, I'm jumping in. I just want to say you don't have a palm tree right next to it. 
right exactly <laughs> like you figure out like some sort of like i don't know i don't know how many like renaissance paintings are out there for like personal purchase but i'm sure there's some and you know you could probably you know theme it to portraits or italian art or you know, do something but it's just like it sticks out like a sore thumb in this room full of modern art and it's it's kind it's it's kind of wild to to just see well there. when you think about it what he's got here is he has the mona lisa and then he has a tiki bar like right. with inside of it you can't like you couldn't take a selfie of the mona lisa without getting part of the palm tree or the bamboo uh, right. uh bar uh in with it and then Next to that, he's got like these 1970s shades and he's got these hurricane lamps and he's got this, you know, stair. He's got this stairway with no, that's all 70s with no mm -hmm. handrails on it. And just all of this clashing, clashing, yuck stuff happening in this room. Doing these movies by minutes right now, this one in particular is just really opening my eyes to the fact that this guy he, it's just, it's not that he doesn't have taste, it's that he has terrible taste. Right. Well, or that he's not, you know, taking any of this, any of these things into consideration, right? Where, like, he's not considering, okay, how is this room flowing by one by one? How is this, you know, going to work? How is the Mona Lisa going to work with this tiki bar? It's, okay, well, I, I want the Mona Lisa here. I want a tiki bar. Therefore, they can be in the same kind of presence, and it, it'll work. But it's like, does it? And, <laughs> oh, and it just and it goes throughout the room because we go from tiki bar to nineteen seventies diner seating, right? Leather, yeah. leather with white stitching. You know, it's just all over this place, right? It's just like this mishmash of of ideas, and and I mean, again, like I. I I don't necessarily think that's there's anything wrong with that, especially if you're just like buying it for yourself. But like he, we know he's wealthy enough that he doesn't have that he doesn't have to have that. He can like he he designed this from the ground up to be this way, to be this weird mishmash rather than you know have any sort of taste or um you know any any anything like that. So it's. I don't know. It's just. It reminds me of my grandma's house. My grandma, yeah, well, it, my grandma didn't necessarily have bad taste, but she had one piece from every place she visited <laughs> in her but lifetime. I feel, but I feel like you know, it, it, like having a mishmash of stuff uh, in like a personal home like that might be, you know, like showing like an an accumulation of of lifetimes stuff. Like there's there's something to be said about that, but like. He specifically designed this house to look like this. It's just like, this isn't like an accumulation. It's just, this is his aesthetic. Like, his aesthetic is is just this. He didn't just, he didn't just design this room. He didn't just design this room to be part of this house that he lives in as a vacation home or whatever it is. He designed this room specifically for this moment. Exactly. For the moment like, that they all walked into the room. 
right and this is all highly curated trying to be impressive like this isn't just you know i i i'm the type of person personally where i have a lot of like various collectibles of things <laughs> um so i just so there's a lot of knickknacks around my apartment like it's it's, it's and not there's necessarily nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with it no but um there's a lot of <laughs> knickknacks but like i'm also not trying to put on these airs of like look at what a rich fancy person i am you know it's like i feel like having that intent from miles and him just like wildly failing is 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 just is the thing here because it's like yeah, I have, like, some various, like, Star Wars knickknacks around my apartment or whatever. But also, I don't have the Mona Lisa either. So, <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's all, like, it all comes down to the, like, in, intent of, of what Miles is trying to do here. And who, what resources he has, which is all of them. And, well, yeah. And I think the point we're trying, I think the point we're trying to make here is that, if he did have Star Wars knickknacks, they would be on the shelf next to the Mona Lisa. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he he would have like he would have seen nothing wrong with having like like a giant like a full stormtrooper armor set up next to the Mona Lisa. He'd be like, yeah, why not? They're both things that are kind of impressive looking. But it's no, like, no, they're both things that will impress other people and make them think I'm cool. Right. Exactly. But then it's, like, all pushed together, you start to see, you, like, I mean, anybody thinking about that kind of situation that they're in, where Miles has this Mona Lisa, like, of course that's that's impressive. Because it's, like, thinking about how much money that must have cost, it's astronomical, and, you know, I, uh, like, w it, when you go see the Mona Lisa at the Louvre, it's, like, it's it's behind like 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 I, I I studied abroad in the UK so I I went to Paris and went to the Mont to Louvre and I, I did see the Mona Lisa but it's like you with these throngs of people and you're behind like a rope and it's like behind a bunch of glass so it's like you're you're still at a distance so sure. like of course anybody's gonna be impressed by like being able to be like face to face one on one with the Mona Lisa because like that's an experience that very very few people get to have um but well, and it's eye also to eye, that that leads us right into our oh, next minute. yeah that does lead us right into <laughs> our next minute and more of the follies of miles but um <laughs> well but we yeah, did again allison at, we're at the end of the second minute <laughs> and we've just ended up screaming at each other about how much we hate miles oh man ah ooh, i think we're gonna get more of that in these future minutes what a uh, but but they're Man, so juicy, it's, God, we're so lucky to get these minutes. Yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very happy I got these minutes because these are, I think, pretty seminal minutes both for talking about Miles and talking about this movie as a, as a whole. So we we got some kind of um, fun ones to chew on and, and chat about. <laughs> um, so, do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about with this minute before we wrap this up? Oh no, all of my all of my Mona Lisa stuff happens in the next minute. Oh, oh my gosh, there's there's good stuff in the next minute. So, um, you know, keep listening to that. Uh, you definitely need to come back tomorrow, for sure. Yes, check. Uh, so that's going to be my reminder to 
uh, rate, review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, and come and come back tomorrow, and you'll be able to listen to our our next minute. Um, also, we're on Twitter at Glass Onion Min and uh, Glass Onion Minute on all of your favorite podcast stuff. Um, and thank you, Curtis, for joining me. Um, do you have any plugs for today? Uh, come check out my work at BlazePortraits.com. Uh, yeah, I think that's just going to do it for today. And uh, thank you for joining me. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.